Feast of the Holy Family today. The Epistle at Mass is Colossians 3. St. Paul gives explicit instructions here on how to be a holy Catholic family. He writes, Put ye on therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, the bowels of mercy, kindness, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if any has a complaint against another, even as the Lord has forgiven you, do you also. But above all these things, have charity, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts, wherein also you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly. That's the scriptures. That's the traditions. Your Bible and your catechism. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly. In all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another. In psalms, hymns, spiritual canticles. Singing in grace in your hearts to God. All whatsoever you do. In word or in work, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Gospels taken from Luke. And his parents went every year to Jerusalem at the solemn day of the Pasch. When he was twelve years old, they, going up in Jerusalem, according to the custom of the feast, and having fulfilled the days, when they returned, the child Jesus remained in Jerusalem, and his parents knew it not. Thinking that he was in their company, they came a day's journey, and sought him among their kinsfolks and acquaintances. And not finding him, they returned into Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, teachers, hearing them, and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his wisdom and his answers. And seeing him, they wondered. And his mother said to him, Son, why hast thou done so to us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the word that he spoke unto them. He went down with them, and came to Nazareth, and was subject to them. And his mother kept all these words in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom, and age, and grace with God and men. That last verse, Jesus advanced in wisdom, age, and grace. In the Baltimore Catechism, question number 77 says, Why did Jesus live 33 years on earth? I mean, why didn't he just redeem us in two years, three years, five minutes he could have done it? Why did he spend 33 years on earth? The answer is to show us the way to heaven by his teachings and his example. And you see it right there in verse 52. Jesus advanced in wisdom, age, and grace. That's what we got to do. We do advance in wisdom. How do we advance in wisdom? First, we have to get wisdom. You get that through baptism, through confirmation. Then you have to cooperate with that grace. you got to fuel, fuel that gift of wisdom with uh, 
actual grace from prayer. That's how you advance in wisdom. You have to get it from the sacrament, baptism and confession, then you have to use it through prayer, fuel it through prayer, empower it through prayer, actual grace from prayer. He not only advanced in wisdom, he advanced in age. We have to advance in age. It's God's will that we age. That we spend our allotted time on earth. And a lot of that time is crosses and sufferings. The humdrum, everyday stuff of life. Then it says he advanced in grace. We have to advance in grace. He's teaching us to advance in grace. How do we do that? Through the sacraments and through prayer. Baltimore Catechism on the Church. It asks, What are the means instituted by Jesus to enable people at all times to share in the fruits of the redemption? Answer, the Church and the Sacraments. Jesus died on the cross to redeem us, and that is distributed to us through the Church by means of the Sacraments. And the final question for today, what is the Church? The church is the congregation of those who profess the faith of Christ, partake of the same sacraments, and are governed by their lawful pastors under one visible head. Oh, we'll just go ahead and finish up the chapter. It's not that long. It's just a few more. Who's the invisible head of the church? Jesus. Who's the visible head of the church? That's the Pope. Why is the Pope the visible head of the church? Because he's the successor of St. Peter, who Jesus made chief of the apostles and the visible head of the church. Who are the successors of the other apostles? The bishops. Why did Jesus found the church? To teach, govern, sanctify, and save all men. It's not a, a social justice club. Jesus founded the church to teach, govern, sanctify, and save men. Are all bound to belong to the church? All are bound to belong to the church. And he that knows the church to be the true church and remains out of it cannot be saved. Latin for the day is Sed libera nos e malo, the last petition of the Our Father. Deliver us from evil. In this petition, we ask God's protection from evil spirits. St. Louis de Montfort always says that uh, there's three evil spirits. The world, the flesh, and the devil. By the world, he means wicked people and wicked ideas that want to draw us into mortal sin. By the flesh, he means the, the, con the concupiscence we have, that, that uh, liking of sin that's deeply rooted in us. We have to battle. And then there's a devil and the evil spirits. Whose number one goal is to get us to live in mortal sin. And die in mortal sin. Sed libero nos e malo. But deliver us from evil.